Well, let's uh, let's have prayer, and then we can start our lesson here. Okay. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for today, and thank you that we can study the Bible in this class. We pray for your blessing to be with us as we think about the Word of Life. Please um, guide us and help us to know uh, things that will be truly helpful for our uh, for our lives. And we thank you, Lord, for your guidance in all things. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hmm. Okay. So this time is chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. All right. This is uh, the story when Jesus feeds the 4,000. And so maybe, um, Susan, you can start for us there. During those days, another large crowd gathered. Since they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will call collapse. collapse all the way because some of them have come a long distance. His mm. disciples answered, but where in this remote Please, can anyone get enough bread to feed them? How many God do you have? Jesus asked seven. They repeated. replied. replied. Mm -hmm. He told the cow to sit down on the ground. When he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke them and given them to his disciples to sit before the people, and they did so. They have a few small fish as well. He gave thanks for them also and told the disciples to distribute them. Distribute. Distribute them. Yeah, distribute. Okay, that's like to give out. Okay, so um, let's think about that for just a minute. Um, there's another large crowd that's gathered here. Now, previously, Jesus has already fed him. He's already fed people. So the disciples could perhaps also expect that Jesus might perform some miracle to feed these people. Uh, we've already read the story of when he fed the 5,000. Now this is when he feeds the 4,000. And... Um, you can see here they were they were studying with Jesus for three days. They had nothing to eat. This is a very serious, intense Bible study, right? Mm -hmm. Three days of studying or listening to the Word of God to Jesus. Um, when he was alone. Well, all the people were all the people were gathered around Jesus. And all the people uh, just skipped a bill. Yeah. Like him. Yeah, like for three days. For three days. For three days. <laughs> They only focus on their studying. Yeah, mm -hmm. on learning, learning the Word of God that Jesus was teaching. So, incredible um, experience. They're very, very focused to learn God's Word. Mm -hmm. All right. They said, hey, forget about lunch. We will just l listen to Jesus. All right. So, for three days. Um, and Jesus is worried about them now because if, they, if He sends them away, they might collapse. They're so weak after not eating for three days. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, now the disciples are wondering, where can we get the food? Um, they say, where can anyone get the food? Uh, some Bibles use the word man. Where can a man get this food? Or where can a person, where can anyone get this kind of food for all these people? And it's true. Yeah, where can a person, where can a man get the food? Right. But a better question is, uh, where can God get the food? Can God get the food? Um, certainly, God can do many things that we cannot do. With man, it might be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Yeah. So they had these seven loaves, 
And Jesus told the crowd to sit down, and he took the seven loaves, they gave thanks. Um, he broke them, and he gave it to his disciples to give to the people. It says they had the, the few small fish there as well, and they started to distribute those or give them out. Okay, verse 8. Betty? The people ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven um, uh, basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. About 4,000 men were present. Present? Present. Uh, present, right. Present. Mm -hmm. And having sent them away, he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the region of Palmanamusta. Let me see here. Uh, region. Palmanamusta. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dalmanutha. Palmanamusta. Uh -huh. The Pharisees came and began, began to question Jesus. To test him, they asked him for a sign, uh, sign of heaven, a sign from heaven. He sighed uh, deeply and said, Why does this generation ask for a miraculous sign? I tell you the truth, uh, no sign will be given to you. Then he left them, got back into the boat, and crossed the, to, the, to the other side. Okay, yep, cross the other side. All right, so Jesus gave out this food, and they were able to feed um, to feed everyone uh, with all the, the food that was multiplied from these seven small loaves and a few small fishes. Uh, they could feed everyone. So again, again, we see that Jesus, he blessed the meal. He prayed for the meal. Also, we can pray for the meal, pray for our food. Uh, he blessed it, and then he gave to his disciples, and they gave to the multitude. All right, they gave to all the people. So, and then of course the blessings came back because they had even more food that was left over, right? Now on the next part here, it says, after he sent them away, okay, he fed the people, he sent them away, he got into the boat and he went to another region with his disciples. And this is when the Pharisees came to him and they asked him to show him some sign from heaven. Um, in some ways, they had already seen signs from heaven. They had already seen the miracles of Jesus. He's healing people. He's casting out demons. He provides food for them. Uh, and so here now they just want to see some sign. Oh, just show us some miracle, Jesus, and we'll believe. But actually, if they really wanted to believe, they should have believed already right? Uh, from those things. And Jesus, he sighed deeply, and he said that question, Why does this generation ask? For a miraculous sign. I tell you the truth, no sign will be given to it, except for what was already shown. Right? And some places in the Bible, Jesus says, uh, the sign of the son of Jonah will be given. That Jonah was in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. Um, maybe you're familiar with that scripture. But basically, Jesus was also um, in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. Um, his trial, his trial, if you think about the weekend when Jesus was crucified, his trial began Thursday evening, right? His praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, his suffering and things that he was going through, his capture began that, that way. Uh, then th all throughout the night they were trying him. And then um, on the morning, Friday morning, they took him to be crucified. Mm -hmm. And they put him on the cross, they took him down from the cross. You know, he was buried at first Sabbath or Saturday, and then he rose to life on Sunday. So this is also an important sign um, showing who he was, if people only rightly understood that. Yeah, so, so they wanted some magic trick or some sign. Jesus, why don't you show us something? But he says, I will not show you a sign. Um, you've had enough evidence. You've had enough things to base your faith on. All right. So it wasn't necessary for him to show more. Do you have a question about that? Mm -hmm. just, uh, he showed a lot of miraculous things. So, um, just uh, their, uh, their children, his children, mm -hmm. if, if, if they want to know mm -hmm. his real only son, oh. God, 
they want to know about the fact. Mm-hmm. It's not difficult to him to show his uh, proof. Mm. So why doesn't why didn't he show his uh, evidence? Show. He's shown, he's already shown a lot of evidence. These guys, they just come along and they're asking for some sign, and Jesus says, I'm not going to show any miracle to you, any mir- miraculous because sign. I already showed many things. Yeah, people have already seen that. Um, especially that the, the blind have been healed, the lame are walking, right? All these sick people that Jesus has healed, um, and that the gospel is being preached to the poor. These are many of the signs that the Bible said Messiah would do. Many of those but things. Some kinds of people's cases, if huh. they had a lot of uh, on impossible power, mm-hmm. uh, they cured it. And they did miraculous. Mm-hmm. They did miracles. Mira- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, even he's a human. Mm. But he did. Okay, like magic tricks or yeah, something? Not, not magic tricks. Sometimes it happens real, real things. Ah, uh-huh. mm. I see. But so it, I think we are human beings. So it's not uh, easy to distinguish between mm. um, God and the kind of mm. miraculous mm. person. So the best way to believe in Jesus is not just because of some miracles, but actually because the life of Jesus fulfilled the writings of the prophets. You know, we can find the many prophecies throughout the Bible, the Old Testament. They're pointing forward to the Messiah, and Jesus, His life fulfilled these prophecies. So the best way to know that Jesus is really who He says is to see how His life fulfills the prophecies. Does that make sense? Yeah. So He points that out in some other places too. That's good consideration. Okay, Um, let's look then from verse 14. Maybe Susan can read for us. Discussion. Discussion. Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about having not no bread? Do you still not, not see or understand? You are your are you, are you your hearts, hearts are you your hearts? Oh are your hearts hardened hardened hardened. Do you have yeah. eyes but feel to see and ear but fear to hear? And don't you don't you remember when I broke the five loaf of the five thousand five thousand how many basketful of peace did you pick up? Twelve they repaired. And when I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many basketful of peas did you pick up? They answered seven. He he said to them, "Do you still not understand?" Hmm. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So Jesus talks about this yeast or leaven. Leaven is another word for yeast that some some Bibles use. Uh, so Jesus told them. Uh, to watch out or be careful um, for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. Okay, uh, this would be the influence, the influence of the Pharisees' teaching and their unbelief, right? And not only the Pharisees, but even the politicians like Herod, right? There's worldly influence. Jesus says, be careful of the influence of the Pharisees. 
the yeast of the Pharisees, and also this religious, this uh, political leader, Herod. Um, and of course, when Jesus talks about the yeast, then suddenly they don't understand um, what he's talking about. Right? Uh, probably you know when you when you make your bread, uh, you put this yeast into the bread, and a little bit of yeast will make the bread rise a lot. So it has influence on that thing. Uh, Jesus wants them to be careful of the influence of these people, right? And their ideas and their, the things that they do and say. Uh, and so they misunderstood and they said, oh, it's because we have no bread, right? They're just not making sense of this. And Jesus is like, why don't you understand? Are your hearts so hardened? Is this discussion really about bread? Is that the big thing? And then he, he reminds them of the two miracles. Uh, is bread really a problem for God? Okay, when there was the 5,000, we fed them and we had 12 baskets left over. Uh, when there was the 7, 000, or uh, 4,000, we fed them and there were seven baskets left over. Uh, so this is not a problem for Jesus. He's not talking about bread. He's talking about the influence of the scribes and Pharisees. Right? Uh, it is interesting, the numbers that they take uh, from those two times. One time? Yeah, right? Yeah, 12 and 7, right? 12 baskets and 7 baskets. Um, because we find those numbers uh, very commonly throughout the Bible. Like there was 12 tribes of Israel, there were 12 apostles. Um, then, of course, we find there's uh, 12 gates on the New Jerusalem, right? The city, heavenly okay. city. Yeah, 12 gates on the New Jerusalem. You can read about it in Revelation 20. It talks about that. Um, and as far as uh, seven goes, well, we have seven as the weekly cycle, seven days, right? Um, we have in Revelation, there's the seven churches, seven plagues, seven trumpets, um, seven churches, right? It represents a complete number or a complete cycle. Perfect. Yeah, perfect number, right? Perfect. So interesting how God had these, these exactly 12 baskets and then seven baskets. From these two different miracles. Okay, um, let's take a look then from verse uh, 22. Maybe you can read there, Betty. They came to Bethsaida, mm -hmm. and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man, man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like the trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands uh, on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored. And he was every, he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home, saying, "Don't go into the village." Uh, Jesus and his disciples went on the village around the Caesarea. Um, sorry, this Caesarea maybe. What verse? I lost your place. Twenty-seven. Yeah, twenty-seven. Um, Caesarea. Caesarea Philippi. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, Caesarea Philippi. On the, uh, on the way, he asked them, Who do people say I am? All right, let's stop right there. Um, we'll kind of look at this first miracle, and then we'll, we'll come back to that part. So, uh, when Jesus came to Bethsaida, um, there was this blind man, and they brought him to Jesus to be healed. Now, it's interesting the way this man was healed, um, because he took him, he led him outside the village, and it says that he spit on the man's eyes. Hmm. And he put his hands on him, and Jesus said, do you see anything? Now you think, like, spit, kind of interesting way, <laughs> right? Um, he put this on there, and the, the person did not see completely. He says, I see people, um, but they look like trees walking around. So there's not very much detail, but he could see like something a little bit blurry, right? And uh, then it says that once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. Um, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Uh, Jesus sent him home saying, don't go into the village. 
Okay. Uh, so you think, why didn't Jesus just heal this man like in one, one thing, one time, right? One effort. Why did Jesus put his hands on there, put his spit on there, and then it didn't heal all the way? And then he did it again, and he healed. Why was it a two-part miracle? <laughs> yeah, good question, right? To think about, because we think about Jesus, right? Maybe um, it's not difficult for him to heal, right? Maybe he could just heal the man by even saying the words, receive your sight, right? But here, um, in two parts, two stages, Jesus healed him. Maybe sometimes God wants us to, to put to use, first of all, some natural remedies like this spit. He put this spit on the man's eyes. Why does he need to spit on the guy's eyes? All right. <laughs> Could Jesus... Maybe. Could Jesus heal him without the spit? Does Jesus have to have the spit to heal him? He wants to show just the natural things. If there's a natural thing, mm -hmm. but through him, hmm. it can be miraculous things. Okay. Things. Yeah. Yeah, I think this part, like the, the spit, is some type of a natural remedy or something that he doesn't have any uh, reserve uh -huh. as he said any what it doesn't have any value as he said but through mm. him mm. through his power with through, his power uh -huh. it then it has some value right i think so um and it's interesting that jesus does it in these two stages um, I think sometimes healing is a process. Sometimes healing is a process. And even miraculous healing, it can be a process. Maybe if God wanted, He could just do it very quickly, right? Um, but here, Christ shows us this um, process of healing. So I think sometimes, uh, you know, we have to realize that maybe God works with us in this way. That sometimes healing takes some time, right? Um, even though probably, you know, if God wanted to, certainly He could just say, receive your sight, right? Um, that could happen too, because we know there was other people and they were healed like that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's true. When I, uh, 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 when I became a Christian, mm -hmm. that, just, that time I just uh, got a bless mm. from Him. Mm -hmm. It's easy to become a Christian because of His bless. Blessing, uh-huh. But uh, uh, as I as I studying as I studied this Bible class, mm -hmm. uh, I I I recognize uh, to become a real Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, there's another uh, process. There's uh, there's another there's uh, it needs another process mm. to become a real Christian. Mm. It's uh, I think it's a different from. Getting a blessing. Oh. Mm. In another way, mm -hmm. that is a difficult way to become a real Christian. Okay, the way is not it's always not easy. Not an easy way. Mm. Uh huh. There's a lot of rocks and stones on the road. Uh huh. Mm. It's not always the easy way, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like this two-stage healing, right? So maybe God starts healing us partially, and then it takes another effort or another time to bring more healing. Yeah. It could be physical healing or spiritual healing yeah. also. Maybe this time, I, he, want me, he wants me to cure my, my, my mental, mm -hmm. uh, physically, he wants me uh -huh. physically, oh, yeah. mentally and cure. Yeah, mentally, spiritually. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, because maybe we see, at first we see something, we're touched by Jesus, and we see a little bit. But then we're touched again by Jesus and by His Word, and we see much more. Right? Yeah, true. Just the first time, when I got a lot of blessing, uh, mm -hmm. He loves me. I, uh, I got blessed a lot from Him. Mm. Uh, that means that He loves me a lot. Oh. I think like that way, mm. but as time passed, as I study, 
that more, mm-hmm. study more. Uh, uh, it's not true. I understand. Okay. It's, there's other things you need to learn or something yeah, that you start. Yeah. Uh, always uh, to work, uh, work on his way. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. I understand. Oh. Uh, yeah. Follow him. Right, because it's not the way that the whole world is going. Mm -hmm. God's way, what we find in the Bible, is not the way of the world. Jesus is always different from the world, right? And so a lot of people they go they go like the worldly way or the easy way. Sometimes I'm afraid of following him. Mm. I know everyone do that. That path way is not easy way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mm. I'm afraid. Uh-huh. Uh, even I can accept, I can overcome. If I can overcome, I'm not sure. I wonder, uh, I can overcome that way or not. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by God's grace and His strength, I think we can. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He is. He is always our helper, and God will give us the strength that we need to overcome. Yeah. So it's good to know that Jesus is there to help us. And maybe if He helped us once, He'll help us more again. Right? So maybe we start healing slowly. It's a process. We see a little bit first, and then we see more. And God helps us to follow in that. Yeah. All right. That's a good, good thought. Okay. Um, I'll read the next part from 27 to 30. It says... Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. Still others, one of the prophets. But what... Elijah was a prophet? Huh? Yeah, Elijah was a prophet also. Yeah, that's right. That's true. And so in this case, they say specifically Elijah or one of the other prophets. Even John the Baptist was a prophet, right? Even he was a prophet. Okay. But not every prophet was writing something in the Bible or like that. Like say, you know, Elijah. um, I don't think uh, it tells us about Elijah, but there's no book of Elijah. There's no book that was written by Elijah that we know of. It just tells us about the experiences of Elijah and those things. Um, John the Baptist, he was one of the greatest prophets, Jesus said. Um, but he didn't write anything in the Bible. Right? He was not a Bible writer, not a Bible author. Uh, yeah. But John, there's a John chapter. Uh, yeah, John, it's not by John the Baptist, it's by the Apostle John. Yeah. So it was a, it was a different man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, John in, the, in this Bible, he's not uh, Not the same prophet. John. Well, well, he's also a prophet, like John the Revelator, John the Beloved Disciple. Mm-hmm. Okay? He wrote the Gospel of John, he wrote the letters of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, mm-hmm. and he wrote the Book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Okay? He was an apostle and a prophet, and he wrote in the Bible. Uh, this John, John the Baptist, he was a great prophet. Mm-hmm. But he, he never wrote anything in the Bible. Yeah. So some of the prophets were not Bible writers. He's the cousin of, the of Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Would have been like the second cousin. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, 29. So Jesus says, um, What about you? He asked, Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. So he says, keep it quiet. Okay, uh, so here we have these questions that, um, that uh, Jesus asks. And first of all, he asks kind of a general question, right? He asks, like, okay, who do people say that I am? Oh, some people say this, some people say that. Right? This is like what you hear that's going around, people talk about. Uh, but then Jesus asks a more important question, a more specific question. He says, he says, what about you? But what about you? What do you say? Or who do you say that I am? Right. So um, I think Jesus always likes to bring it home and make it personal, more personal, right? Um, and he says, yeah, yeah, okay, this is what people say, but what do you say? And what do you think about God? What do you think about Jesus? Is he really the Messiah? 
maybe some people think he's this or he's that, but what do you think about him? Yeah. So Jesus makes this question um, more personal, and Peter answers that he's the Christ. So Peter actually believes he's the Messiah, right? He's the Savior that was supposed to come. And then Jesus tells him, uh, don't, don't tell, right? Uh, don't tell anyone about that. Why? Uh, Jesus didn't want to boast about that. Uh, Jesus did want people to realize that, you know, but he wanted them to realize from the evidence, right? He didn't want to go boasting and just say, oh, well, I'm the Messiah, or Jesus, he's the Messiah. But he wanted people to, first of all, um, look at the evidence, and then also come to this conclusion. All right. And so, again, Jesus didn't want to be uh, overwhelmed, by too many people coming straight to him and always asking for miracles or something. But Jesus wanted to accomplish his work of teaching and spreading his message in many, many places. Yeah. Okay. Um, Alright, so uh, let's take a look then at the next part from verse uh, 31 and following. Maybe Susan can read that part. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly. Mm -hmm. about this, and Peter took him aside took him aside mm -hmm. and began to rebut him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciple, he Peter, rebuked. rebuked Peter, get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. Alright, yeah, thank you. Let's stop there for now. Okay. Um, one thing I would point out also from the last couple of verses we read, uh, from verse 27, it says there, On the way he asked them, Who do people say that I am? Um, one thing you notice about Jesus is that he always took advantage of the time. You know, here they are, they're just walking along the way, and Jesus is talking about something important, right? It says, along the way, he asks him, who do people say that I am, right? Yeah, the, the conversation focus of Jesus uh, was to improve the time. Im yeah, improve the time, right? Make use of the time. So he, he wanted to talk about things that were important, right? Conversation that was important, you know? Um, it's very possible for people to talk about many foolish things or just waste the time, right? Talk about something that doesn't mean anything. But Jesus wanted to talk about something that was really important. So he asked his disciples, you know, about this question, just along the way. So sometimes walking along the way, uh, we, can, we can bring up something that is important to talk about, right? And this is how Jesus did things. You see, we talk about it like that. So, um, after Christ had asked those questions, uh, then we saw from verse 31, he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. Um, he spoke very, very plainly about this. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. So, Peter uh -huh. Well, Peter, Peter took Jesus aside. Okay. Jesus is telling them what will happen to him. The Son of Man would be crucified, he would be beaten, he would be handed over. Uh, Jesus told all those things that were going to happen. Right? But um, the disciples, especially Peter, they didn't want to hear this. Um, their idea of Messiah was that the Messiah was going to come and conquer the Romans. He was going to be an earthly king. He was going to uh, rule over Israel. 
and they would, they would destroy the power of the Romans and the Jews would have their own powerful nation again. This was their idea, popular idea, about what the Messiah would do. It's not what the scripture says Messiah would do, but it's what they thought Messiah would do. So in Peter's mind, he doesn't like the ideas that Jesus is sharing. Um, the chief priests and the teachers of the law will reject him. The elders will reject him. He must be killed. After that, after three days, he'll rise again. Right? So, um, yeah, they didn't, he didn't want to want to recognize this. So Peter tried to rebuke Jesus. He says, no, 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 Lord, this will not happen to you. Don't talk like that. You're crazy. What's wrong? You know, why are you saying that? All right. So Peter was doing this, and it says, But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan. Uh, he said, uh, You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Um, he was savoring men's ideas, not God's ideas. Right? And of course he thought, you know, well this is what the religious leaders believe, this is what they're teaching, but they were earthly ideas. Man's ideas, not God's. Yeah. So Peter was actually, even though maybe he thought he was doing good, um, he wasn't really following God's way. And he didn't understand God's plan. Yeah, even though he, he thought he kind of knew. Right? So he had these, these earthly ideas and not, not God's ideas. Now Satan likes to use that kind of thing. Right? Satan likes to use that um, to discourage people. Right, uh, So if Satan can get someone to misunderstand things, then he can use it to discourage. And Jesus, he rebukes Satan. Uh, he says, get behind me, Satan. Right Now, is he just calling Peter Satan? Or does he know that Satan is trying to work through Peter? Right. Yeah, work through, right? Uh, Satan is trying to work through Peter and through these false ideas and false teachings that Peter has accepted. Right. Um, so Jesus deals directly with the problem, and uh, he rebukes him. So sometimes we have to be careful about the ideas that we get a hold of. Sometimes the ideas are not correct ideas. Um, and certainly in the religious world of this day, uh, the Jewish people had many ideas that were not from God, but they were human ideas. Yeah. Okay. Let's look then from verse 34 to 38. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Uh, for whoever wants to save his life uh, will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel, we gave it, we save it. What good is it for man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit? Uh, forfeit, uh-huh. Forfeit is like give up or lose. Yeah. Forfeit his soul. Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this uh, adulterous. adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy, holy angels. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, after Jesus dealt with his disciples, he dealt with Peter. You know, then he, he, he calls this crowd together along the way. And he starts teaching them some lesson. And he says there, um, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Um, now, is a cross um, an easy thing to carry or a difficult thing? <laughs> difficult thing, right? Yeah, Jesus, he also had to carry a cross. And he also had to die on the cross. Right? This is not an easy thing. Um, but this was also a necessary thing. It was something that he had to experience uh, to pay the price for our sins, not for his, but for ours. Right? So Jesus says, if anyone will come after me, then he must deny himself, 
take up his cross and follow me. Uh, he's saying it may not always be easy to follow, right? Um, but if you want to follow me, then you need to take up your cross. Deny yourself. It's not about serving self-interest, you know, but it's about serving God. If you follow me, take the cross. Hmm. You should take the cross. Hmm. Take up the cross and follow me. Yeah. Sometimes the cross means a painful thing. Hmm. Hmm. Right, sometimes it is. It could be. Yeah, that's, that's what Jesus said. Now, think about Jesus. If Jesus just lived for himself and didn't care about others, maybe he wouldn't have gone to the cross. Why would he go to experience this painful cross? And also he wanted to show us uh, to carry the cross by himself. Mm. He, he, he doesn't need to carry the cross, uh -huh. but uh, he, want to, he just wants to show us how to carry it. Mm. Um, he wants to, to show way. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah. So he that's his example also. So it was painful to experience the cross, but he says uh, if we want to follow him, we can deny ourselves, um, take up our cross and follow him. Uh, so whatever that means for us, you know, just the the fact is that we should choose to follow him. You know, and maybe the road's not always easy, hundred percent. But still, God's way is better than any other way. Yeah. So that was the, the idea, main idea there. And he says, whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. That is self-sacrifice, right? Sometimes people, they want to only live for themselves. They want to get lots of money. They want to get lots of stuff. They want to do many things in the world just to be very, very comfortable and glorify themselves. But Jesus says uh, it takes sacrifice right, to live a life that is for God. Right? That um, we have to give up certain things so that we can experience the joys of eternal life later. To spread his gospel, uh -huh. when missionaries uh, go to the east side, east side, it's East? Asia side. Okay. Uh, they believe in another God. Like it create to the kind of countries. Iran, uh -huh. Iraq. Okay. Uh, they believe in another uh, like uh, Islam. 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 Mm. Uh -huh. They believe the other thing as a God. Mm. Um, many missionaries went there, and they attacked uh, from the people, uh. Uh, and even they lost their lives. Uh. Um, yeah. Whoever, uh, whoever uh, tries to save his life, yeah. wants to save his life. Uh, his pastor, mm. I will save you. Yeah, that's tr that's true. Um, so basically, Jesus is saying we need to give up everything for him, and we need to be willing, be willing to surrender all things for Jesus. And he is willing to go there mm -hmm. to spread his gospel. Yeah, yeah that's very dangerous. He yeah. to save his life. Yeah, um, especially in the sense of eternal life, not just temporal life. Mm. Yeah. There's a difference between temporal life, which means just here and now for this life, and then eternal life, right? And so Jesus is bringing out these things. Some people, they want to just save their life and do whatever is comfortable for them here. So, oh. it is unmeaningful, un un mm -hmm. unmeaningful, that is right, not meaningful. Not meaningful? Mm. To, to live happy in this world. In this world? Yeah. Um, just only we only focus on eternal life. Yeah, uh, God does. God wants us to experience joy in our lives. It's true, but um, He wants us also to remember that we are here in this world for a purpose. Uh, that we should live for Him, and we should help others to know Him uh, while we are here. 
This is part of the, the work that God has for us and the desire that God has for us. So, um, in this life, we should think about what kind of focus would Jesus have. Uh, think about the life of Jesus. He, he was in heaven. He had the worship of all the angels. He had a very comfortable place. There's no sin in heaven, right? There's no fighting, no bad things in heaven, right? So, um, he had the joys of heaven, right? So wonderful. Everybody respected him. Everybody worshipped him. Now, Jesus could just sit up there in heaven and be like, oh, those miserable people on the earth, right? Who cares about them? They're, they're so filthy, so dirty, terrible sinners, right? Why should I care about them? I'm so comfortable up here in heaven. It's so nice, right? He could, maybe, if he wanted to do that. But Jesus was not like that. He didn't care about that. He says, I'm going to lay aside my riches. I'm going to lay aside my throne. I'm going to lay aside the worship of all the angels, right? All of my comforts and joys in heaven, I'm going to lay it aside and I will go and be born among people, right? I will go and live as a man. I will suffer pain as a man. Um, I, will, I will give everything, even my life, for all those people, right? And even, even the death of the cross. He says, I will even die a humiliating, shameful death on the cross. Right, for those people. And so we can think about the example that Jesus sets. He gave up all the comforts to come to this world and to live for us. And he says, this is, this is the heart of God, to reach out and save people who are lost. Right? I think he still suffered for our pain. Mm. In, even he is in heaven, mm -hmm. but he still suffer, uh, suffered. Struggled with it, uh -huh. mm, pains. I think. Mm. But the, as you know, the worst, uh, the world become wor worse than worse. Yeah. Mm. So he still uh, struggled with that. Yeah. Even he is in heaven. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Many things he still still you know something that uh, maybe concerns the heart of God is to see all that. My thought. Mm -hmm. I'm a human being, so I make a lot of effort to someone. Mm. Uh, even I lost my life to, uh, for him, but he didn't ch change anything. He mm. st still struggled with the, that that kind of things. Oh. But at the time, I think how oh, it is useless my death. Uh, mm. uh. But in the he doesn't say it's useless because people's lives are changed, people's lives are transformed. Even though some people don't appreciate the gospel, uh, yet there are still people whose lives are changed by God's word and by, by what Jesus has done for us. So it's not, it's not a useless effort because certainly there are souls, there are people who are saved um, by the work of Jesus. Yeah, even though many people don't appreciate the gospel. Even though it's not many people, he, yeah. he satisfied yeah, even, the number. Right, even for one, he would be satisfied to save one. But there are many more people who will be saved. Yeah. So I think it's kind of the idea that Jesus brings out here. That if we want to follow him, we should deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him. And we have to make sacrifices in this life to do the will of God. Mm. You know? We may not have the world's love or praise, okay, but we can have God's praise. Right? We can, God will be thankful for what we're doing. We may have blessings from God. We may not have every comfort in the world, but we'll have comfort from God. Right? So, um, Jesus says we have to deny ourselves. We cannot always just live the comfortable life um, and live selfishly. Many people in the world, they live like that. And Jesus says, as my followers, uh, you can follow me and deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Um, so make a difference in the world for Jesus Christ. You know, make a difference in the world for the kingdom of God. Right? Um, this would be far more valuable, far more beneficial um, to do this. And those who try to save their own lives and have so comfortable everything and please the world, he says they will lose it. But whoever gives up his life for me and the gospel will save it. 
Um, we choose to sacrifice for God, and God chooses to bless us. Um, verse 36 says, what, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul, give up his soul? So maybe you got lots of money, right? Uh, maybe you got many, many things. Uh, you got respect from the world, but you, you sacrificed your faithfulness to God. Yeah, maybe you didn't pay your tithe faithfully. Maybe you didn't keep the Sabbath faithfully, right? Jesus says, is it worth it? You know, maybe you, you took all the cushy things of the world, but you did not obey God, yeah. right? And he says, you could, you could get all those things, but if you lose your soul, if you lose your eternal life, then you have nothing, right? You're just, we're just going to be facing death. Um, verse 37, or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? Is your soul really worth it? As many people, they sold their soul to the devil. Many people have sold their soul to Satan, you know, because they're chasing after the things of this world. Sinful pleasures, the riches of the world, whatever else, right? Um, but they did not remain faithful to God. They did not remain faithful to the Word of God. Jesus says it's not worth it. Mm. Uh, Satan attracted me, attracted mm. us. Uh, yeah. Attacks. A attack? Did you say attack? Yeah, 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 right, right, right. Tries okay. to tempt. Yeah, tempts, tempts. Tempts. Um. Yeah, he tempts. Oh. So, the last part there that he says is, If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, that is an evil generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of Him when He comes in His Father's glory with the holy angels. So, uh, sometimes people are ashamed of Jesus or following His Word. They'll say, why are you different? Why are you a Christian, right? And they're like, oh, I'm not different. I'm just like you, and I don't want to be different. And, you know, they, and they, many times people sacrifice principle to be like everybody else, right? They don't want to follow God's Word truly, because they think, if I follow God's word truly, then I'll be different from the other people. Mm -hmm. right? In my case, uh, I'm mm. not ashamed of that. Yeah. I knew that I know the following of Jesus, mm. following of the Jesus is difficult. Uh -huh. That's why I just, uh, I want to live, uh, live. this way. Uh -huh. mm. uh -huh. Not ashamed. Be, be not ashamed. I know that working is difficult. Mm, mm. So sometimes I ignore that uh, part. Uh, uh, so surrender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. He's always surrendering to God and not just trying to impress the world, but impress God. Do God's will. Yeah. So that is the end of our chapter for today. I, I have a long distance to become a real Christian, to adultery Christian, mm. Mm. I mm. I have a long distance. Oh, I think it's a daily surrender, right? daily choice. Uh, so there's always something that we can surrender and say, God, please help me to have a willing heart to follow your way. Right? We can pray also for our hearts to be willing to follow um, in His way. For my safety, for my health, for my happiness, it's easy to pray him, mm. pray to him. Mm. But that kind of thing, I want to surrender him. I want to follow your ways. Mm -hmm. um, it just it, it's not easy to come out that kind of words from my heart. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So fighting against self maybe is the hardest battle we have to fight. Yeah. So, but God will help us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so the, the heart question on our notes here said, uh, will you trust in Jesus and his words? Um, and will you take up your cross and follow him? Do you want to take up your cross and follow Jesus? <laughs> that's, that's my desire. I think it's much better than what the world can offer to us. Right. We can take up our cross and follow uh, and then, uh, Jesus. What is your cross? What is my cross? Mm. 
I think our cross is what God gives us. So in His Word, like sharing His, I think sharing His truth. Maybe it's a cross, but it's also a joy, right? Sometimes uh, you uh, feel, did you feel uh, like uh, ashamed? Uh, you, you feel the shame of him uh, because uh, you are different from other Christians or different others, different from others. Mm. Sorry, it's my phone. I don't know. I'll did get, you, I'll get it in just a minute. Feel guilty about that. Um, uh, about being different from others. Mm. I think I haven't you felt. Mm, no, I think I don't want to be the same. I just want to be like what God says we should be. Um, so, I don't know. I think it's, it's just... Never do. Just, what is it? Never... Never did. Mm, I, I don't... Uh, in my case, I different from theirs. Uh -huh. So, I just uh, look... I, want, I pretend to look like him. Uh, uh, the another Christians. Mm, mm. Did you have ever felt like that? Mm. Mm. I don't know if I can think of a specific case where it was like that, but I think that when I first became Christian, I was kind of I was a little bit shy because it was very new for me. I was a little bit shy about you know telling others about Jesus or something like that. Yeah, so when I when I first became Christian, I was kind of shy about that. But I also knew like I, I need to share about Jesus. Like I should tell other people about God. Yeah, so I think sometimes we might experience that. Yeah, some feel. aspects case um, some words um, in the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to accept, accept. But in, uh, some cases, this um, is uh, looks different from others. Huh. Um, when you say the kind of verb, mm -hmm. the kind of words to them, to others, huh. uh, don't, uh, do, have, uh, don't you feel the, uh, ashamed or uh, ridiculous, ridiculous things? From, mm. Don't you think? To Can say, to tell about God? Yeah. Uh, it's very, um, ridiculous things in the Bible. Just when I read the Bible mm -hmm. and I, when I heard the Bible verbs, mm -hmm. something sometimes uh, some verbs uh, uh, sounds strange to me. Huh. Mm. But when you uh, when you spread the gospel to others, mm -hmm. didn't they don't have any experience that kind of like the kind of. Mm, I don't think I feel. It doesn't, doesn't feel strange to me to share the gospel. They didn't accept your words. Well, sometimes people don't, yeah. That's true. How would you feel? Well, I think it's just, uh, I, feel, I feel sorry for them. understand? Yeah, I feel sorry for their situation, for them. Yeah. Um, I think that if we pass up what God is offering to us, we're passing up something very valuable. Someone's very... Uh, rejected your very strongly rejected mm. if someone mm -hmm. very strongly rejected your opinions or the this Bible's mm -hmm. word mm -hmm. uh, how can you react then? I think it depends on the situation mm. on the case but yeah I've experienced that before too mm. people just they don't want to hear about God don't tell me about God and they're like go away or something yeah so just move away from yeah, maybe you need to. Yeah. So, but <laughs> we do experience that sometimes. So, well, um, let's have prayer then. And we'll finish our lesson. Okay. Our Father in heaven, we thank you again for this day. And thank you for your words that we can learn from. Please help us to learn from your son Jesus and to understand how we can take up our cross and follow you. Help us, Lord, that we may do your will and that we may seek to please you and not to please the flesh or to please the, the world or the people of the world. But, Lord, help us to just honor you, help us to love you, and help us to have true love 
for the other people in this world. Um, help us to be faithful to share uh, about your love and your goodness with others. And we thank you for this. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.